Well, listeners, it's now that time of the program where I have the honor and privilege to introduce our guest of the day to you. And today, a very, very important topic. We're going to talk about grief during the celebration season and how to handle your pain while there is celebrating the birth of Jesus and there's family around you. How do you cope with all of this? To help me, I have a very dear friend, mentor, inspiration of mine, Pastor Derek Schroeder. Good day and welcome to Elevated. Thank you very much, Jenny It's great to be on your program. Uh, in fact, I was looking forward to chat to you. So thank you very much. Now, I know you well, and I mean, you've also played a significant role in my life when I was much younger. I don't think the listeners need to know all that detail, but for those who (laughs) don't know you, Pastor, just give us a bit of a background on who Pastor Derek is. Generally, I I can be brief on that one. Uh, I'm originally from Worcester. I think that's the place that both of us uh, spend some time. And I think you had some of your younger years there. Uh, so I was born in Worcester, grew up in Worcester. And then I, I left Worcester to go and study at uh, the University of the Western Cape, where I became studied for social work. I went back to Worcester, where I practiced as a social worker for many years until I was promoted to the Department of Social Development at the head office in Cape Town. And for the last, um, I left the department uh, I think it was 2012 uh, when I decided to go into full-time ministry. I've been in ministry for many, many years. And uh, I joined the Lighthouse then as an area pastor. But now at the moment, I'm the senior pastor of the Lighthouse in Peru. Uh, I was married to Rika, who is a, a young, was a young lady uh, from, from Robertson. Um, yeah, and we were together married for almost 30 years mm. uh, uh sadly she passed away uh last uh, not last year three years ago in mm. 2018 uh i was also blessed with and blessed with three beautiful children um my daughter who is 17 years old passed away um in 2009 mm. and uh, i'm i still have two sons uh, respectively uh uh, 24 and 30 years old, my two sons, which I'm really thankful for. Presently, I'm, I'm in Cape Town. And as I said, I'm, I'm at the lighthouse in Peru. Now, I want to take you back to something you just mentioned, which is, first of all, your transition from uh, government, social development into full-time ministry. How did you know it's the right time and the right call? Look, generally, I was, I was for, for many years, when I was very young, when I accepted the Lord in my life, uh, I mean, I was 13 years old uh, when I made a, my commitment to Christ. And obviously, since very young, uh, I knew and it was confirmed in many ways by many people that there's a calling on my life, that God going to use me in very special ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had the opportunity to decide, you know, am I going to study, you know, theology uh, or go to Bible school or I'm going to study social work or one of the other professions? Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up studying social work, but I always had a calling on my life. I always knew that God has a purpose with me uh, to minister and to work with people and to impact and influence people. So it was it was natural it was it was it was 
already there. It was given by God. And then obviously I, I went in work in the marketplace, um, joined the, the, the government at the time. But you know, if the calling of God is on your life and you know that he has a, a bigger plan, uh, you just wait for the opportune time, the transition to the next season in your life. And when it happened, it was, it was the right time. I knew it. I had confirmation in my spirit. I had other people that mentored and coached me, mm-hmm. uh, that prayed with me for long in my life and, and agreed and, and said that, you know, they said they're in agreement that this is the right thing to do. And when I look back, it's now almost 10 years um, that I'm full-time wow. uh, uh, on staff. And, and I can, can tell you, God has been awesome, faithful, and great, and I'm thankful to him. Incredible. And when I hear you speak about your boys, you are always so proud of them. Um, one of them followed in your footsteps, of course. I'll get you to talk about that now in a bit. And then your other son, a uh, well-known rugby player these days, a TV personality himself, Rick. Uh, tell us a bit about your boys and the beautiful relationship you as a single father have with them. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful, obviously, for my late daughter, Cheryl, and I still miss her a lot. Uh, uh, she, she will always be special in my life. Together with her, I have these two beautiful sons mm. that are a real blessing from God. You know, the word says in Psalm 127 that sons and children, I believe, is a blessing from the Lord. And I can tell you, Clyde is my youngest son. Um, he followed in my footsteps. Uh, like you said, uh, he became a social worker. He works at a, a center where they are focusing on, on people that are yeah, in addiction or addicted and doing remarkable work at the specific place uh, where God has placed him. And uh, he's a blessing in my life. He's really very supportive. And, uh, you know, when I look at him, I see me. Mm-hmm. And I can, decide, see, I can say the same about Rick. The elder brother, uh, you know, being the eldest, you know, he's really taking leadership together with Clyde. Uh, they, they just, they just a blessing. Um, Rick has been a professional rugby player for, for many years. Mm. Uh, the beautiful story of that when he made the decision that it's time for him uh, to move into the next phase of his life. That was also the right time when he could come back home. Mm. spend time with his mother uh, and us and I mean just a a short time after that spending wonderful time with his mom he uh, she passed away so yeah uh, I'm thankful my uh, like they say in Afrikaans generally listen pastor now let's go back to the time when you lost your daughter uh, because she passed on before your wife. And at that time, your boys were still young. How did you help your boys through the grieving process and how to really process the loss of their sister? Yeah, I must tell you, it was it was very, very tough for us as a family. Uh, I've always heard people say, and uh, for all the omens that I'll take say, this one of the saddest and the moeilijkste dinge om a kind aan die dood af te staan. One of the most very difficult and challenging things is to is to 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 pass with a child, you know. Mm. And and it was tough on all of us. 
but I but I can I can recall my my one of my boys said, you know the 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 wonderful part of our journey of grief, if I can say wonderful, is that we allow each other to grieve in our own way. Mm. Uh, I never forced them to do or to grieve the way that me or their mother or any anybody else. You know, I allow them the space to grieve in their own way. And, and, and we were just supporting each other. I was sensitive for their feelings. They were sensitive for my feelings. We had times that we laughed. We had times that we cried. We had times that we just had to be quiet and we needed some space, as they say. And, and, and that was amazing. That was, that was what, what keep us going. Obviously, is our faith in the Lord, the knowing that, uh, that we know. And one of the most beautiful things that somebody said to us in that time is the scripture that, that says that out of beauty, ashes will rise. At, the mo- at that moment, we didn't understand that really the impact of it. But in retrospect, you know, supporting each other as a family, uh, allowing space for one another, uh, we could see the end result was that, that really out of, out of the ashes, beauty came. Mm. And Pastor, as a social worker, but also as someone who's experienced this yourself before, um, what advice would you have for parents who's trying to help their children through the process of grief? I mean, we're in a season now where people have just passed on in the past two years in our lives and we were not really equipped on how to handle grief. I love what you said. You allowed them or you guys allowed each other to grief in your own way, but what other advice would you have for parents? I think what is important for for parents specifically, because I know it's it's very tough if you have younger children, and depending on the age of the children, obviously. But I think what is important is just to be supportive to them. You know uh, where they are and what what's happening with them. You know, as to as to come around them and to let them know. It's fine what you're experiencing. It's fine. Don't try to explain to them every detail of mm-hmm. what they are going through. Just be there. Just be present. Just be supportive. And obviously, they will have questions. But then then choose the right time when you respond to some of those questions. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's very, very important. And, and I think uh, for, for parents, it's also important to listen and to hear what, what are your child saying, you know? What are the, your child experiencing? You know, sometimes we want to jump to answers and conclusion and and give clarity or say say things. You know, I think we must. The one thing that we need to watch is our words, mm-hmm. and not only our words, but how do we respond to some of their concerns? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we we need to be on the watch out for other things when they become too quiet, other symptoms, which is which you can see that they are really struggling. And my advice to people is normally to say, get some help, speak to somebody else, uh, get some some good good advice of how to deal and how to how to grieve and how to provide that support to your children. But be present, allow them to speak to you and listen, and understand that just as it hurts you, it hurt it hurt them. You know, yeah. the passing on that love, and they had a different relationship. I think that's also the other important thing. Mm. Your relationship that you have with the brother or the sister or the child is different than the relationship that they have. I just buried somebody, a grandmother, over the weekend. And I, I could see the 
the impact that the passing of a grandmother that lived in the house had on the grandchildren. Mm. And and sometimes we underestimate that, you know, and we need to understand that the relationship plays a very important role and the depth of the relationship. Absolutely. And then, Pastor, um, years later, the three of you now had to go um, through the grieving process of your wife together. They now lost their mother. You lost the love of your life. Tell us about that and how it happened. Yeah, generally, that was that was a tough one. Um, look, my 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 daughter passed on because she was challenged with with chronic kidney failure, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that was very sad. Uh, and then and then my my wife had a similar diagnosis. Uh, so so I mean, it it again it was different, you know, losing a child and losing a partner, a woman that was. Uh, a mother, uh, a wife par excellence, you know, a real, uh, you know, uh, camaraderie was there. We supported each other. Mm-hmm. We did everything together. I think, and not only myself and Rika, but uh, we as a family. I mean, we were, we were that family. Wherever you see the one, you see the others. We're always around together. If it's now ministry, if it's now just going on a holiday, having a party, doing something with the family, it's always all of us together most of the time. So it was very, very tough for us as a family. And again, uh, I must say, I must say something that, that helped me a lot. Uh, and I can say it to our listeners is after Sherelle's passing, somebody introduced us to a, a support group for parents that has lost children. Mm. And after a few years, we went through our own journey of recovery. The Lord actually led us to start uh, a support ministry in our own church mm. uh, to help uh, parents, which, which ended up that we help not just parents that lost children, but but families, you know. Mm. And I mean, this is now uh, almost 10 years down the line. Wow. And I can tell you the stuff that's happening in that group and the people that came through it. It's just amazing to hear the testimonies, to hear how people's lives are being impacted. So, yeah. And Enrico was with me in that ministry. We were helping people, counseling, supporting, praying for people, coming together in a, in a group, uh, having a program running where we talked about things, where we give uh, advice and support. So what I'm saying to you is that, and the children were with us. They, mm. they, they were journeying with us. So I think what is very, very important is, is to take each other along on the journey. And amazing, and that I can tell you, after after Rika's passing, guess who was the people that supported me, wow. that helped me? It was that group that we started after Sherry's passing. It was those people that came around us that we've built their capacity, trained them, and they became the people that now then supported me. I physically said to them, I'm not going to be now the leader of the group. I'm taking time out and I'm going to be part as a participant Mm. and we run it over six weeks and I said to them for six weeks I'm going to sit down and you and others are going to speak into my life and help me Mm. through my journey. I now want to talk to you about um, the festive season. This is something that I see even uh, in my own community, my, my spiritual family around me as Christmas is approaching and the December holiday is approaching. 
people are starting to wonder how are they going to handle this festive season, seeing that either they lost a husband, a sister, a cousin, a grandmother um, over the past year, or perhaps they've not lost them to, to death, but maybe they are separated by distance or, for, or maybe through, because lack of finances, they can't get to them. How do we handle celebrating in the midst of loss? Wow. Generally, I think that is a very, very important question. And, and we've even dealt with that within our, in our support group gatherings. You know, how do you deal with special days? Because it's not just Christmas, you know, it's Easter time. It's your anniversaries. It's your child's birthday. It's the celebrating many things, achievements. And, and I want to I wanna say, you know, one, one knows that that is going to come. One knows it's got it's Christmas. One knows it's Easter. One knows there's an Easter anniversary or the birthday coming. I I normally suggest to, and that's what we did. I normally suggest to to people do something special because you know it's going to happen. You will most probably have mixed feelings. You'll feel ambivalent. You have mixed emotions. Uh, you might feel you want to cry. You might feel you don't want to talk about it. But, you know, I say to people, you can celebrate that time, but plan a- around it and plan around your loved one. Plan around the person that's special to you. Do something where you commemorate, where you celebrate something special. I, I can tell you now to the listeners that Cheryl was 17 and she turned 21. And, you know, practice in our community. Jesus, we want to celebrate 21st. Yes. And you know what? On Serial's 21st birthday, and that was four years after her passing, we celebrated the 21st by unveiling a tombstone. Mm. And, and my wife and I, and it was very therapeutic, it was very, it brought healing. It helped us in our journey of recovery. My wife designed Serial's tombstone which is now also a tombstone mm. because she, uh, she's buried in the same grave. But just to say that uh, on the tombstone, I, I wish I could send you a picture, but uh, there's, there's music notes, there's flowers, and there's this beautiful inscription that says, many daughters has, has, has one done well, but you outclass them all in Proverbs. So we celebrated. We had the unveiling. Uh, and yes, we cried. And yes, we had some sad moment. But after that, family got together, we had a meal together, and we, we gave honor to God. Uh, and, and we could share some of, some of our experience in our journey for the last, uh, then, four years. So, you know what's going to happen? Do something special. Uh, I know of a family that I just was involved with, uh, the laying to rest of a father, remarkable man. And just in the week, the, the, the wife called me and she said that she want to do something special with his clothes because he had beautiful, good clothes. Mm. And she want to make it special. And they thought because it's Christmas and it's his birthday, they want to donate some of his clothes to some institution where there is men that are struggling and that, are, mm. that, are, that does not have access to that. And I said to her, let's make it special. Do something special. I'll arrange for you. You go there, you take a picture, yeah, and you celebrate his birthday. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying to the world listeners, do something special around that day. Yes, there will be sad moment, maybe, 
but there will also be a moment where you can say we honor the legacy of a great child, a great husband, a great wife. Uh, it's not easy, not easy Christmas time, but it can be a time of saying thank you, gratitude, and celebrating the good of, of your, your family member, mm. your loved one. And I always say, Pastor, what helps uh, me is that scripture, I'm not sure where it is right now, that says we don't mourn as the unwise uh, because Absolutely. we understand exactly what happened to them. We know yes. where they are. They are in yes. heaven. So as Christians, yeah. we mourn a bit differently. In fact, we yeah. celebrate that they've managed to reach where we're all yeah. trying to get in heaven. And in heaven, my grandmother who passed away, for instance, she's not looking down at me thinking, why are you celebrating Christmas and laughing yeah. while I am yeah. Yeah. no longer there? Yeah. No, no, no. She's in heaven in the presence Absolutely. of God. And, and, and the greatest gift we can give them is to celebrate and live life to the fullest. Absolutely. I normally say that when I do for officiate a funeral, I say, you know, our loved one is fine. They're okay. It's we that are of concern and it's yes. we that sometimes struggle, you know, but they are fine. And I think they're fine if we honor their legacy, if we celebrate their life, if we are happy. And I think that is, I know it's not easy. I know the first Christmas, the first Easter, the first anniversary, the first birthday is always a little bit of a, 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 a suit, but yeah. it's great in the sense of we celebrate the life of somebody very dear and special to us. And I can't, I can't emphasize, enough to, emphasize enough to say that out of our beauty, ashes come. You know what? You know, uh, uh, we know that, that uh, joy comes in the morning. Weeping comes through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm. Mm. That is the sound of Pastor Derek all the way from Cape Town. Um, we've run out of time, but I do want to ask you this. What advice do you have for family members around those ones who might have lost someone? You know, you sometimes get some of us who can be a bit unwise and say things like, ah, get over it, man. It's been a year now. Move on. Um, what is it that we can do to help our loved ones who are still in the process of mourning? I think the most important thing is try to understand that they are mourning differently. Mm. Uh, 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 don't, don't, don't judge them. Don't push them away. You know, understand, care for them, love them, because you must understand that they had also a unique relationship with the one that is passed on. And as I say, engage. You help them through the process by asking. What can I do for you to make it easier for you? Instead of saying, get over it, you know. Mm. Now, the last thing that you want to hear if you have to deal with the uh, passing of a loved one is to hear, get over it, you know. Mm. I think it's very, very important that we need to be sensitive with our words. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. Mm. We need to not just have sympathy, but to have empathy, to place yourself in the shoes of that person that had a very unique relationship with that, with that loved one that has passed on and pray for them, mm -hmm. encourage them from the word and connect them to some other people that you know that are going through a similar situation or journey. Thank you, Jenna Lee. It was really great chatting to you and always reach out for help. Mm -hmm. You don't have to 
go through this on your own. God is your helper yes. and he can give people in that has a grace and a passion that are willing to be there for you and support you uh, to our listeners. Thank you, Jenna Lee. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pastor Derek. And I, I want to say that I really appreciate your time. And I also want to put you under pressure on air by telling our listeners they must look out for your book. Your book is going to come out soon and it's going to be Definitely. incredible. Definitely. Can I just say, and I've got a great mentor in you in that regard. And I really want to say to you, I enjoy your program when I have time. I enjoy to I enjoy listening to it. Thank you for the great work that you and uh, uh, and and the radio is doing. Uh, may God bless you and also strengthen your ministry. Thank you very much for the opportunity. God bless. Thank you so much.